Hey, what's up? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Binac Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it in uh, in fashion of introducing ourselves. I said that these introductions wouldn't be music related, but I think they might be at least some two for two. Um, today, I'm Candice, aka Chloe Bailey's most concerned fan, maybe. That's who I am today. Andy, who are you today? Uh, just a grumpy old man, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just been kind of off of it for past couple of weeks. I can I can do that. What's in the air? I mean, spring spring's here. You know, spring's finally here, and we're out of the thick of winter. Now I can't talk. We're out of the thick of winter, but um, it feels like I don't know. It feels like we're still shaking off like winter. Like you know, it's been two weeks of spring officially. Spring. We're shaking off the rest. We're still like getting out of hibernation and stuff. So, um. Maybe that's it, but it's been a whirlwind two weeks for me too, or three weeks. Four weeks. We haven't recorded in a few weeks, um, and in that time, I've turned thirty, so I'm officially an old fart. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, you, you get you got those aches yet? No, stop putting that on my life. Oh, you have it. I mean, I was sore. I think I had like some, I pulled some muscles because I didn't go to the gym for a week or so. And I pulled some muscles, but I think that was it. I I, I can't tell if it was my muscles missing the gym. And that feels weird because I don't feel like muscles do that. Um, do. Muscle memory. Yeah, well, I, I did not like that. But um, that happened. And then I had to travel for work. And as a fully remote employee, that is a very interesting thing. Like, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I do like, you know, meeting the people I work with in person. You know, that's that's cool. But uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work being at work in person. So, um, yeah, that was a lot. Also, for anybody watching the video, um, I left my ring light at my friend's house, so uh, that's why I'm a little darker. But it's fine. I still have a little bit of daylight outside, so we're gonna we're gonna work with it. Oh Lord, you're gonna you're 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 your thing's gonna turn black by the end of this episode, ain't it? No, no, I have some outside light, and then I'll just turn the uh, I'll turn the or turn the I'll close the blinds. Um, yeah, but I have I have a little I have a smidgen I have a smidgen of um outside light left so i'm gonna i'm gonna take advantage but going back to who i am today i just have to start our episode off with some thoughts and some feelings to get us back reacclimated into you know recording and kicking off spring and all that every season i think we have to realign here on the on the podcast because you know we gotta adjust and things be happening so coming into spring i have um some thoughts and feelings and Maybe even some questions. First of all, um, I need y'all to respectfully lay off Chloe Bailey. And not saying that you cannot have criticisms because I will I will get into that piece of what I'd like to say in a minute. But lay off. You know what? Actually, I'm going to even backtrack for one minute. Lay off black women as a whole. 
I didn't even think that this was going to come into play, but it's going to make sense in a second. Um, lay off, but especially the the music piece of what I'm going to really dig into is laying off Chloe Bailey, but lay off black women too. Um, at the time of this recording, it would have been what three, four days since the, uh, the, uh, ladies in AA or in CAA, um, championship game or whatever. I don't even need to repeat the headlines there. You've already seen them. Fuck off. Just fuck off. Go away. So there's that. But also in regards to Chloe Bailey, um, so we, you know, we know, or if you don't know, let me backtrack. If you don't know her ascension to pretty much mainstream fame, she is a part of a group, Chloe and Hallie, with her sister, not her twin sister. They're sisters, but not twins. Um, they did a lot of work on YouTube, I want to say in the mid-2010s when they were in their teens. And then they got really popular, released an album called The Kids Are All Right. I'll give you a date on that album. While I'll search it while I keep talking. They dropped a, their first album, The Kids Are All Right. I want to say 2017, but I'm going to confirm um, just to, to be right here. 2018. Damn, I was one year off. They dropped it on March 23rd, 2018. It was met with pretty... Um, pretty good reception it it wasn't huge so uh people knew about it but like it wasn't like the biggest album ever but they were really popular and a lot of people followed them for their from chloe and hallie's youtube journey so then in 2020 and i'm certain about this because i remember or actually 2020 or 2021 they released their second album it was 2020 ungodly hour and so Ungodly Hour kind of, or it pretty much solidified both Chloe and Hallie in the mainstream, um, the mainstream, like, yeah, in mainstream media. Again, they, they still weren't huge, like super mega stars or whatever, but somewhere in between, uh, in between all of this, they get recognized by Beyonce and they're with Parkwood's label, blah. So that's a general backstory for Chloe and Hallie. Um, then after 2020, and I guess seeing the shift in in what music, I guess the mainstream music is going to do, labels and all that, they decide to go solo. And I have some qualms here just about how that happened, I guess. I mean, but we can't really do anything about it. I'm not, I'm not you know, their manager. I don't work for Chloe and Howie, but I just thought that it might have been a little too soon for them to go solo with and especially because they had two pretty or very well received albums and I think they could have gone for a third together before going solo but I digress somewhere in between 2020 and I guess about what nine months ago because or maybe a little longer than that we found out that Hallie was um in the live action Remake of The Little Mermaid, and then Chloe is over here making her own solo music. Boom. So, anywho, Chloe's been dropping singles, and then all of a sudden, again, this is a rough timeline, so I'm just kind of giving you some history. The between the internet and Chloe herself, all of us realize that you know Chloe's like grown now and she's pretty sexy and she's got a body, whatever. So, in that, we get a lot of music that's focused on her being a woman and um, we get Have Mercy. I want to say Have Mercy was the first single. 
that came out. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's Have Mercy. We can have Mercy, and um, I enjoyed it personally. It's, you know, it's like a, it's not really even a club song, but it's just like a fun song. It gives getting ready, like getting ready to go out type song deal. And um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. You know, there were some people that were saying, oh, she's doing too much. She's being a little too sexy. And they were uncomfortable by it, I guess. Have Mercy was cool. And then we get Treat Me. Both of these, I believe, dropped in 2021. And at this point, I'm not going to open the phone again. But they're around there somewhere. She drops Surprise. That was the last one I thought I couldn't remember earlier when I was putting together this uh monologue in my brain um so she dropped surprise and then after all those come out because i guess people are pissy or they just don't like it i want to say like a month or so later we get like a tweet or something that was like okay well we're scrapping all of these and then the album's gonna sound different for those of you who can't see my face i'm shocked and you probably won't be able to see past the glare but i was like all right this is a, a way to handle this after we hear about those, um, you know, that she's scrapping those, those aren't singles. We're starting from, I guess, from scratch or wherever she started from. She drops Pray For Me. Is it Pray For Me? Pray With Me? I am going to look that one up because I, I did pretty much, I, I thought that one was cool. I'm not going to, we'll get to Pray It Away. I'm sorry. Pray It Away was the first single that came out after this we're scrapping starting over period of time we got prayed away we get how does it feel featuring chris brown which obviously pisses people off and then we get body do before she drops um the album which is in pieces all right just giving you some history giving you some understanding pieces i've put some of my personal bias in there but what i really want to say to y'all is lay off lay off black women for sure but like chloe bailey is obviously figuring this music shit out and yes her alignment with parkwood and then you know beyonce definitely gave us a huge like we had expectations and we had expectations just hearing her music with her sister and knowing how talented her and her sister really are um but honestly this project it's okay. Like, it really is just okay. It's not great. It's not, like, phenomenal. It's got some nice songs on there, but it is just okay. Um, one one criticism that I do want to give of, uh, of it is that it sounds very manufactured. It does not sound like... It does not sound like she had a lot of input, or if she did, it just... It, get, it does not sound genuine. It sounds like, to take it a couple episodes back... That one of them, it literally sounds like one of them AIs wrote, like wrote and said, "Let me pick some features." Like it almost sounds. Well, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with with the project. I haven't listened to it, but from, yeah. but from what I've heard, from what I've heard from reviews, is like you said, it's been like it's cool, but it sounds like more like Beyonce throwaway tracks or stuff that she would probably they've been written for her, or at least. And I guess in my problem, a lot of the problem that I have with it is that if or and I can't speak with 100 percent certainty, but it doesn't feel like Chloe 
It's like she didn't have any input here. It feels so like it does not. Chloe and Holly are known for like their their lyricism and like the way that they can create things. So it feels like she's almost not involved. Like she's performing the music, but she's not involved in any way, shape or form. And that is the biggest criticism I have. And if it comes out that, you know, fuck me, I'm wrong. And this is the music that Chloe wanted to make. Then all I'm going to say is, Chloe, we expect more. And I'm OK with that because I would rather tell artists that I'm interested in or even artists that I'm fans of that I expect more of them than to just say, no, nah, your music, all right, and I'm going to accept this. So that would be my main criticism. But otherwise, lay the fuck off. Like, y'all are being really weird and, you know, like, calling her a flop and, like, all this stuff. And I... Whatever your personal opinion about her or her body or whatever it is, even I listened to the the album at least twice, maybe three times. And I mean, it's not the word like y'all listen to worse shit. So I will say that. So y'all coming for her, listen, y'all have terrible. There are some of you who have worse taste. So leave her alone. Um, secondly, whatever comes next after this, let's allow artists to grow. She is not an artist that will, I, I don't think she'll fizzle out and, you know, now just go into nothingness. She's way too talented for that. She is 24 years old. And I know that myself included and a lot of us other now 30-year-olds or even 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, whatever, probably couldn't have put out what even what she put out at 24. I don't know. I couldn't have done anything at 24 other than what I did. And I kind of did that strangely. So... Um, again, lay off. And lastly, because I said I did not want to take too much time, um, what Chloe and then other women by default do with their bodies and how they feel with them, that is a lifelong game. So like if she woke up one morning and realized that she was sexy or that meme where it's like, oh, double cheek up on a Thursday and she wanted to lean into that, that's cool. And then also if she wanted to change her fucking mind because she's 24 and an internet personality and like a star because the weird criticism on her body was uncomfortable for her, she can do that shit too. So I just want y'all to like calm down because a lot of us experience so much shit, especially us normal people. I remember experiencing so much shit with my body at 24 and figuring out what the fuck I wanted it to look like or not look like or whatever. And like, again, y'all are just kind of being weird around this whole artist, like around Chloe. And I don't like that. Now, your criticism of the music, valid. But your criticism of her as a person, weird as shit. And I need y'all internet people to stop being uh, extra weird. That's really, that's really what I had for that. I just had to get that off my chest. And I'm very proud of me for articulating that in the best way possible. Um, but yeah, stop being, mainly stop being weird and like let artists exist. And honestly, final point, that album is eh, but it's really not as bad as y'all making it seem. So, uh, you know, just wait for her next drop. The end. That's it. Feel better? I do. I do. I feel a lot better because I was just... Oh, and in shameless plug. Um, so it was so funny. So uh, in um, in our in in a Jason server, Jason J Burritos, who was on the podcast a month ago or about a month ago, yeah, um, he dropped a video about this. So similar artist topic, but not similar opinion. So I'm gonna link it in the uh, in the podcast um, in the podcast 
description so you can watch that. But all in all, again, just stop being fucking weird. Like, these are people. Like, y'all be weird. And, like, nobody, do, do, do you want me to pull up what you were doing at 24 and put it on display for people? I don't think you do. Like, that's not, I don't think you want that to happen. So, how about you just don't? And that's not me defending, again, like, I, I, I criticize the parts of the music that, yeah, may not be up to par, but that doesn't mean Chloe's a bad person and really deserves a lot of the vitriol that she's receiving. That's all. I'm done for real now. Oh, sorry, I'm clicking pins and you can hear that in the mic. Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> My nervous energy is radiating uh, this episode, so be warned. Um but yeah, uh, I had to I had to get that off my chest, and now that I've like simmered down, we can talk about maybe an, an easier topic coming off the heels heels of um, Dreamville Festival, which the footage of that did look really nice. Uh, Tamara, best friend of me and the podcast, uh, went with her boyfriend, and they had a good time. The footage looked great, but coming off of that. Uh, question, are concerts worth going to anymore? I, I'm going to have you start because I, I have a definite easy answer, but I feel like the answer is not that easy. I feel like it's, it's layered, but I have a pretty solid, easy one. Are concerts worth going to, worth it anymore? Uh, it depends. Like, I think the. I'll say this. I think the more intimate venues are worth going to because I think you'll have more. I think you'll have more of a good time and more of a value for that. That doesn't feel like you like you're having to having literally to bend over backwards or sell an arm just to get just to get decent seats. Um, what of course, depending on what the I say depending on what the lineup is, and is it like you said, is it a festival where it like covers three days, um, or is it just like the one concert type, one day concert type of thing? You know, I think I could quicker give a little bit more leeway for like one of those multi day concerts because you know when are you really going to see all those pe- people in one place at the same time? Um, but my issue is the ri- is definitely the rising cost of concerts. I think they're becoming more and more ridiculous in their pricing. I think yeah. I'm in favor of everyone getting paid. Don't get get it wrong, but you're all, but all, but you're also you're pushing out a certain segment of fans of a fan base definitely. that may not be able to afford it. So, and I, well, I guess I will say, and I'll come in here, are concerts worth, I, it's kind of like our stru- the, the structure of the question where I'll get nitpicky. Are concerts worth the money you pay? Hell yeah, right? And again, it depends on the artist because not every artist puts on a, you know, bang up show. But I'll say any concert that I've went to and I've spent the money, I've got my money's worth out of the concert. And that's me being... choosy you know like just being meticulous on what like who i'm going to see so Mm. am i going to see every concert or be at every festival no there's no way i can't afford it but if there's an artist that i want to see and i know they're going to put on a good show i'll drop the dollars in which case concerts are worth it now 
to your point about kind of pricing basically what's happening is certain levels of fans are being priced out no longer are the days where again like first of all let's keep it a buck club shows aren't safe they're not only are they not happening and they're happening at like the kind of indie come up level but they're not safe we know what happened with glorilla and like all of that jazz so i'm gonna say those concerts now i've been to i've been to certain things that are still quote unquote clubs yeah i mean i'm thinking about when you talk about pricing out fans like that used to kind of be an entry point oh i'm gonna see you i'm gonna go to the club and then i'm gonna see you too i'm gonna go to this spot and see you too but really that doesn't even exist anymore as a circuit right because you pop like and, and nowadays with us and in, in previous conversation that we have about the state of like current, like the, the industry as a whole, you pop on social media. So you go from zero to like you literally. So I, let's take Ice Spice, for example, zero to 100, real popular on the Internet. But like she didn't do any club appearances or anything like that or even small venues. She's now just at. What was that? Oh, there was just an award show. She was just at. She she's just at the at Oscars. I don't know. She's just there now. You know Oscar, what I mean? She had no damn Oscars. She was somewhere. She was somewhere where it made me be like, huh? It wasn't the Grammys, obviously, but it was somewhere where I was like, huh? She's there. But either way, like, so that's what happens, right? You go from zero to performing with Drake, which is like again, like there's no. Well, we well we kind of know what Drake is all. I mean, about. you know what I mean. I'm just saying, like performing, like that's just where you end up. Like my point is not whatever they had going on outside of it. That's not my point. It's just that's where you end up. Like you're not doing. There's not a small circuit. Like even I think back to Nicki Minaj when she was bubbling or whatever. She did a lot of stuff in New York because that back in the day that's what you did. And so you had the opportunity to kind of get in on the ground floor. floor and be a fan and get some shows where your artist popular yes and even like you know going on to sign a deal or whatever but like you still got to see them at a venue that wasn't like an arena or a stadium so um my when i was speaking earlier my definite answer is still yes the asterisks, if there were an, were an asterisk, or if there was an asterisk on that question would be our concerts worth it yes Pay for who you think puts on the best show for your best money. Yes. But are concerts becoming very inflated along with the rest of our society, like as far as paying for them and stuff? Also, yes. And is there a possibility that you might not get to see an artist just because of the way that they perform? Also, just shameless plug, I'm going to see Keelayla this year. I say that because this will probably be the last time that I get to see her semi-small and not even like you know that's not even small small but um and i but i can only say that because i have the privilege to be able to afford to like go to beyonce and then maybe afford a second concert too so are they worth it depending on who you are that's a question that you have to ask yourself and your pockets all right so while (laughs) I'm trying to bring up something in, in the background as you put the pen away. Uh, I, it's my the energy. It's just uh, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying to touch something else. It's not working. Apologies, so, listeners. <laughs> just nerves today. So, trying to find. Okay. So for so this is actually coming up. Uh, coming up around my way. So. Not around my way, but in the DMV area, uh, something in the water festival. 
I've been one. That's Pharrell's festival, right? Yep. Yeah. That and Broccoli City are two that I've been wanting to go to. It's just been, you know, passing and, I, you know, money stuff. So for three-day general admission ticket, this is tier five. So I'm sure everything has gone up. So its base is $400. And then, then of course, whatever the processing fee, which I have no idea what what these fees always include, but that's an extra 50 bucks on top of that. And then if you need a shuttle pass for, a, uh, that's another 50 bucks. A what pass? What was that last part? Shuttle pass. Oh, so, shuttle, shuttle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's 50, so for three days that's cover, that covers you for, so it's 50 bucks and then 536 for that. So if you're going for three days, you're looking about what? 400 it's like five six hundred dollars yeah about six hundred dollars right and to me that i mean because those festivals hopefully have a good lineup like for instance i don't know what the price for dreamville is but like dreamville's lineups have been phenomenal back-to-back years i could consider paying it because you get like what 20 30 concerts in one well, let me. I, well, we're just using something in the water as our right. base, uh, as our baseline, because I have it up here in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just okay. Let's go with you got one hundred Jex or Gex. I have no idea. Oh, I think I've I've heard of that one too. I think. Um, a mean, A M I N E. I've never uh, heard of that one. A a Ryer Star. Uh, Babyface Ray, Bad Bad Not Good. Oh, Amina, you're reading the artist names. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Black Sheriff, Black Sheriff, uh, Chica, uh, Clips. Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be something special. That's uh, the for the old heads, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's hometown. Mm-hmm. That's hometown. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, Coyla Ray. I guess this is David D4VD. Okay. Okay, I guess so. I hate these those names. I've never heard of that one. That's news. Uh, Dolce, Feed, Flow. You got Flow and you got Flow Millie. All you need is Flow Flo being the girl group. They're a girl group, I believe. Like capital F L. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a girl group. Gigi, Grace Jones, Jay Farrow, Jasmine Sullivan, Jesse Murphy, Kamazi Washington. KC, Katronada, uh, Kelani, Kenny Beats. I would chew off my left foot to see Katronada live again. Uh, I would. I'd do that. Uh, Just one more Kid, time. Kid Cuddy, Kitty Cash, Lotto, Dirk, Uzi Kitty Vert. Cash is a name I hadn't heard in a while. Okay, keep going. Uh, I'm sure Pharrell's performing with his friends, uh, which include Lil Wayne, Yachty, Machine Gun Kelly, Marin Morris, Masigo, Mumford and Sons, Nile Rogers and Sheik, NLE Choppa, Polo G, Remy Wolf, Rio Viz, Saucy Santana, Skrillex, Summer Walker, SWV, The Kid Leroy, uh, Umi. Wale, Wale, Western Estate, Wet Leg, Wu-Tang, Yendry, and I can't even pronounce that last one. So, yeah. So, the thing is, here's here's my thing. $600 actually is not a bad deal for a lot of those artists. I would literally, like I said, 
Katranada and a couple of them out of the artists alone, I'd be straight with. My problem is, so here we are at the tickets. The tickets are $600 and I have to get there. And because I'm a lazy bum, I'm probably going to fly. So that's a flight. Um, mm -hmm. This then becomes a nearly $1,500 trip because I also have to find somewhere to stay. So for mm -hmm. me, is it like, can I do it? Would I do it? Maybe. Like now that I hear the lineup, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's a thought in my head, but it's not, I mean, and, and also this is like, I mean, concerts, festivals alike, it's money. Like you're paying money. So I think our question too is like, where are the kind of, I don't want to say grassroots, but like, where are the like, where's the bridge? Like, where are the small venues? Where are the things where we can see people? Well, where you know, at? with Live Nation and all these places basically buying either buying the arena yep. or having an exclu uh, exclusivity on these arenas mm -hmm. and kind of you know they're a, a monopoly of sorts right right and like i said for festivals i think all i think both i think we can all agree for fire and we're just using something to water it as the line as that as our ca uh test case six hundred dollars yes for three days but see now see now we're going we forgot the hidden costs what about food well yeah that's why i said i mean even yeah upwards it's a lot of money and so so you're up so let's call it three days because i don't see single days that's see that's the other thing i don't see single days it's either you come oh, this festival doesn't have a single day pass no so I mean, some festivals do. Some some do, but all but I'm looking at I'm looking here I'm looking right here, and and again that was just general mission. We didn't even go into VIP. Well, I don't know. Which, was, which is which is already sold out and um whatever, right? But they don't have um single days, so it's either paying for three paying for a three day uh general mission or you're not going. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh because of how things were rolled out, of course they started off at two at one ninety-five, right? That's tier one. And then of course mm. they slowly brought it brought everything back. And that's just also a perk of being like, Oh, well, if you're a early access or if you're just in on knowing the festival, boom, you know, you and I mean I, I no shade. That's understandable. Right. But again, that's but then think about if okay. This is why I say, is it worth going into, right? So we're doing kind of like the like Dame Dash and Dame Dash did about how to break. Does a million dollars really a million dollars in the music business, right? Uh, a million dollars really in a million dollars anywhere, but you know, exactly, I'd take a million dollars, but you know, if it's point. if it's tax free. But what we're talking about is okay, travel, right? We got three days worth. Three days tickets, three days shuttle passes. Uh, of course, food, drink, and of course that stuff ain't cheap up in there. So you're talking about three days worth of that. Three days worth of that. Then hotel, unless you get or hotel or or travel accommodation. So for something that is starting off to be give or take, what we said, start about four hundred. It's easily becoming almost like a three almost give or take you're looking at almost 
2000 maybe even $2,500 for a weekend. Yeah, and I mean, festivals particularly, I mean, both concerts and festivals are a luxury. They're not like, at this point, they're not something where it's like, oh, I just go to concerts. So, and that, and, and I want, and I want, and thank you for, for pointing that out. It's a luxury, it's a luxury item. Yeah, and like concerts did used to be accessible, like where you, it's at some point, not all of them, right? Like, I could guess, this is me guessing, but like, you know, when Michael Jackson got big, you know, that was a luxury. Seeing Michael was a luxury. It wasn't like, oh, we get in and we buy pay $5 for tickets. But there also used to be things where performers, like not, or yeah, I mean, probably even Michael not didn't do free shows, but at some point there was a place where you could see Michael accessibly at some point in his career, I'll guess. Okay, so... But yeah, concerts and festivals are a luxury. They are not, you know something that you can passively go to yeah so i was just trying to see because you mentioned flow and they're and they're performing at the 9 30 club in dc around you know close by me how much are their tickets that's sold out oh no but how like could you see how much they are before oh that's what i was trying that's it Um, and that's the thing like i'm sure so even in dc right so when you when people pop up in your city um, it doesn't happen for me very often, but that is a rant for another day. But when artists, you know, show up again, they're normally fairly reasonably priced, right? That's where you're getting your general admission, you know, shows like so where you go tickets are, let's say $25, $30. And that was another thing that I wanted to say about Chloe. And I'm going to say it very quickly. People were talking about her tickets being cheap. Like, I think it was if she was starting like a small tour. That's the fucking point. Like, she's not a mega... I, she's a star and very talented, but she still hasn't earned her stripes to be charging two, three hundred goddamn dollars for a ticket. But... All right, so, just yeah, to yeah. just to, just to, just to jump in, uh, I had to go down, but just, like, say for, like, Conway the Machine, right? His, his tickets are going to be selling at 32 bucks. That seems low to me, but okay. 32, okay. Like thirty two in like a general admission type place. It's standing room. Stand, standing yeah. room. Mm-hmm. So thirty two seemed kind of low for. I mean, I feel like maybe they've earned. I'd say fifty for him, but maybe again, that's a guess for me. I would for again. This is this venue, so it's like now. If I go now again, I don't know if I go up to let's say uh, Fillmore. Which is where mm-hmm. Wayne, where we have a Fillmore, or we being Charlotte as a Fillmore. Yeah, Live Nation. So, uh, let's see, Masego, right? Masego, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, General Mission, and these are, of course, so just for resale values, one fifty. Not the regular tickets, like that's like a scalp reselling it or something. Yeah, I'm just. And I, but I'm on their website, and, that, and guess what? That's the only one that you can see. Yeah, that, you know, that's how it'd be. Yeah, but and, I mean, that sounds about right, too. Yeah, so, and if you wanted Little Wayne, for example, you're looking at 350 bucks. Yeah, but I mean, and that's the thing. I don't, I can't speak from a previous iteration of the music industry. I don't know that mainstream concerts were ever accessible. So I will start there. I don't know that like if you're seeing your big stars that you get accessible ticket prices. Um, But what we do know is that like you said, for Conway the Machine, um, 
$32 is now that's an accessible price. Like if you wanted to do it, that's a little bit cheaper. And again, we get into the weeds here of talking about concert deserts, Columbia, South Carolina, where like even to access those tickets, I still have to make a drive or something. I I paid, I paid because I went to Candy Center. I told, and I told you about this. I think I paid and they were for where we were sitting. I paid maybe maybe about give or take if you want to throw in parking maybe sixty bucks each to see Jameson right and oh, like that, no so, not no to see Neo oh Neo that is right that is right yeah and so I mean either way right we talk about like those are accessible shows like what at those venues they're accessible shows. When we get into the, again, the asterisks and the caveats of the question, for one, where are you located? Because, yeah, you have the luxury of being in the DMV area, so you're not having to book a flight every time somebody shows up. So, there's that. True, but the bad thing about us is that either, we either get the, I see the one or two things. We either get the, hopefully you get a weekend show so that you can actually enjoy it, or they come midweek. Oh, well, now that is a first world problem. We are not going to talk about concert accessibility because you can't get off on Wednesday because kids no. can't. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, or I, I say kids, but meaning like, you know. The the non-responsible, the people, the non-responsible people. Yeah. People. <laughs> people who don't care about weeknights can go. Yeah. But like I said, the, the major, you know, asterisks and caveats to this question are, you know, where are you located? Are are you in a place where accessible shows can even come? Because like if you're asking me personally, I am kind of in a place, but I don't like we have mid-level music venues. Um, but if you're trying to be like a part of mainstream music, the answer to that question is no. Like we don't have a venue that's in between. So we either get superstars, we get the weekends. And the Beyonce is occasionally, but it has to be stars align and right time and tight shit. Or we get, so we just got like that concert with uh, Keep Sweat and all of them. I can't remember who that concert was, but like that R&B concert. We get a lot of those. Um, but you're, uh, again, your biggest questions are, are, are you in an area that you can even get to accessible shows? Because some city, first of all, there are some cities that have no music venues at all. So we're discrediting or we're discounting people that like might live in a small town that has no music venue. So that person has to drive to the nearest biggest city anyways, regardless. Uh, so th- so just to put- So you're the- going there. That's a point. Right. Uh, again, this is, which is funny because it's Ticketmaster, but we all know Ticketmaster just, mm. anyway, for, I just looked up the Drake tour, right? With 21 Savage. You're looking at for being in the 400 section, which is all the way up. So no, basically. Yeah, no I heard speed. about these prices. A price that I'm not going to pay. $271. There's no way. In hell. And that's, and that's row J. There's no way in hell. Of course, if you want no. floor seating, you're looking at, at upwards of because you're going to put those fees on there, you're almost looking like $2,000 a ticket. I wouldn't pay $50 to see Drake and 21 Savage perform together. So, I mean, that's just me. But, so. Um, 
Now, again, Tamara got to see them perform wrapped up into her Dreamville ticket, which I feel like was nice. I would have watched them perform had I went to Dreamville. But, like, going out of my way to see them on tour, hang that one up. See, no, thank Wu-Tang, you. Wu-Tang's about 50 bucks, too. So, of course, it seems like the legacy acts are more affordable than the than the in, I'll just call them in-season Artists? Yeah, but that's the point. Like, of course, your 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 top mainstream acts are going to charge you out the ass. Like, that's what they can do. So, again, like, the true question is, and when you talk about legacy acts, it's, again, like, are you in an area to see them? Because there are some people who are not, who re- really aren't in an area to have music acts at all. So again, is a concert worth it for them? If every time somebody comes, you have to drive 30 to 45 minutes, I'd probably say no. If you're in a city like mine, maybe. If you're in a city like yours, maybe closer to yes, because if in in you between the two of us, you have the most diverse and robust kind of like area for music. So like you you have the best chance of seeing a range of acts as opposed to me where I might see some like some big hitters might come or whatever or some really small acts but like there's not a a vast it's not a range it's either big people or tiny people or some hodgepodge in between and again it's when lightning strikes so this question has a lot of layers um but for me I think to me it gets to the point of if I'm spending the money that means it's got to be worth it and I hope it's worth it so let me just that I want to, you know. See. Yeah. So let me. So I think. So just to end it, and since you mentioned Broccoli City, right? Broccoli City in my area. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see. The lineup for for Saturday is Uzi Vert, Jasmine Sullivan, City Girls, Ice Spice, Rema, Mariah the Scientist, Saucy Santana, Finesse Two Times. What the f- Okay, I'm not even gonna pronounce that one. Uh OG Bobby Billions. That's night one. Night two, Brent Fires, Kodak Black, Glorilla, uh Asake, Chloe, uh Coco Jones, Lola Brooke, Fat Trail, La Russell, Trey Amani. And of course they have the battles of the bands with Backyards, UCB, TCB, Reaction Band, and yada yada. What what the ticket prices on those? Do they show you ticket prices? Because that would depend on them ticket prices. That lineup is okay. All right. So see though, this one is seeming more affordable. They're a little smaller too. So Broccoli yeah. City has been kind of like the not like super huge. Big so of course you gotta do it by tiers. So as of right now. You're for two day general admission tier, so you get that in a hat or a collectible, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking about one. Well, then you got the fees on there, got it. Uh, shit. so with that, it's 189.50, and then now the that's fees, doable. Now, the fees are at uh, the fee is 61.98. I mean, that's fees. Uh, if you just don't want any of the hats or anything, it's one eighty nine fifty. Throwing thirty eight, call it thirty nine dollars for fees. Two hundred dollars in what is that? That is Broccoli City is in DC, right? Like it's DC. Yeah. 
I'll be at RFK. Yeah, I know. You'll be in Southeast. southeast. (laughs) You're laughing. I don't know what that means. Is that a good or bad part of town? I don't know. You're laughing. Is that good or bad? I don't know what that is. Oh, no. It's... it's, Not have presence there, but you just gotta... You just gotta know. I mean, $200... That lineup isn't terrible. I'd spend... Now, again, this is coming from me personally. Two hundred dollars in DC, I could do because I could finesse DC. Like I have family there, so I don't have to get a hotel and then blah blah, blah whatever. Um, not terrible, and also that is like the like you said, the more affordable kind of. Broccoli City is smaller too, like they're smaller, so I also don't expect their lineup to be like wowzers. Like it's okay, it's got some pretty good names. So I, I think, actually, yeah, you know. So, so I think so. I think we're so I think we're. I think we kind of unpacked this thing to death. So it's basically, is it worth it? Yes. However, what's the hidden cost? I mean, well, that is it worth it? Yes, period. But, or yes, concerts and festivals are a luxury. Yes. Like, that's really what it is. Like, they're not, it's not like, oh, you know, I, I, and like I said, I can't, maybe we would need like, an older old head to remind us of the days where we could just all go to concerts for 20 bucks. But I don't know. I don't know the last time that concerts haven't been a luxury, like concert tickets, concert tickets, festival tickets, luxury. They are not like, you know, super accessible to the common person. Yeah. If you're going for 20 bucks, that was like the days where they came to your college and you go like to homecoming. I'm just, you know, I was just like, you know, throwing out a number or whatever, but like, as far as accessibility goes, where it's like, oh, I got a $20 in my pocket going to see the band. Or, you know, like, I don't remember the last the time that the band, music, that's, oof. I don't know. Like, it's 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 been a long time coming. It's worth it, yes, if you can afford the luxury, period. And that's really it. So, this is going to be, since... You know, we're kind of running, almost running out of time. But I definitely did want to touch on uh, an album that I've been listening to while we were away, uh, Dende's Civic 95. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, and I'm be, I really like the, I, from top to bottom, I really like this project. Agreed. I really like this project. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's maybe, 30 minutes if you were talking about time that's an easy listen 34 minutes to be exact and i want to definitely shout out uh one of uh one of friends of the original uh uh grassroots group chat uh we go back yes yes and i want to make sure i got the track right of course now uh Block me. Uh I I love that song. It, it's not one of the standout tracks, but it's, it's a nice it's a it's one that it's nice. a standout track for me. I love that song. It, that I say when I say it's not one of the standouts, like you're like like you're like damn, right? It's nice. I would beg to differ. It is a keep going. I'm, keep going. Let me, I may let me say, uh, it's a pretty impressive track. It's an impressive track. That's what I'm saying. What I mean by it's not one of the standouts. It's not like one of the main singles. 
Oh, it's not it's not popular, like yeah, you know. Yeah, I can say so definitely it's, it's a deep cut, yeah, but it's, it's a, a deep, really it's good a cut. deep cut that's like on that second tier that um it could easily get up there and it was um El Heel Evans. Heel Evans, sorry, I must mispronounce Oh, it. did L uh produce that or yeah, thank you. L Yep. That's he, so exciting. Shout out to to L. Yeah, L. So I'm sorry, L, if I'm I'm mispronounced, but but I think uh, L has only ever pronounced their name or as like solid on a cover one time or nah, something. He, nah, I don't know. I don't he know. Had, cause yeah, because he went by another name, but mm-hmm. uh but he's doing the damn thing. You know, shout I well that excites me. Uh, to know that because I was wondering like what attached me to it, but I like uh, L's production, so that makes it makes sense. Like I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he's been, um, do- he's been doing the damn. He's been doing the damn thing. Uh, he got he got a uh, he got another track. He got another. He's on a couple uh, albums uh, recently, but. I saw when he said, "Hey, you know, I pro- I produce this." I was like, "Okay." And then when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. But if it, but what I mean, but what I really liked about the album is it's it's rough in the good way. The, I'm trying. I'm trying to let you finish, but like the this actually is an album that is up. Like this is my rappy rap in B like this is my genre I like this genre yeah and then he, if he, you couple it with song content like again this guy should actually teach uh Dende should teach a master class in song content and like creating an album like teach y'all how to actually make albums again like have some sequencing yes that's where, like, I was, that, that's where I was going with this so I totally think so first off L I, I love I love your production I love your production on Block Me, but two thumbs up. There's two thumbs up on that, right? But I like, but when I say it's not like one of the standout tracks, because there's to me, there's no real overly say, okay, you could pick that. It's like we talk about the runs, right? We talk about the runs. I would call the entire album a run. I don't know that. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. There's no runs here, but that's because, again, like you said, not only is it a masterclass in, like, song content and sequencing and actually having a a formal project, because of its length of time, you don't get a break, so all of the songs give you that feeling. There's no fat on the album. And if it and if there was, it built to the next. It built. It was there for a reason in terms of building to the to either that song or to yeah. the next song, right? Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. and what I liked about it when I say it was rough because of his of his vocal tones, right? So when you're so when he's talking about you know missing his girl or even you know the the you know reflecting on good times and the bad and all that, his voice just the grab you know i'm not the gravel well that and he also because there are parts that dende sings and the the singing it's like a very it's like a a balance kind of because he also because he also raps right right so he's rapping and singing and there's a balance in that and a part of the roughness to me is it gives me 
there are some artists around the way. Like I've talked, I think I've talked about Pat Jr. on the podcast before. Pat Jr. is an artist out of North Carolina that they're like, and it's just what it feels like is homegrown. Like that's the word that I'm trying to use. Like not necessarily that it's country boy or whatever, but like there's soul, there is an attachment. There is something going on with this music. This music is soul stirring. It makes you feel things yes that is exactly that's exactly what ways we talk about the run and i we talk about runs we talk about just just you know being a true songwriter and it's just everything placed so well and you know i would like to learn more just kind of like what was you know the making behind it Mm -hmm. but definitely it felt like you know like that's like you know when you've been like in a in a either very special relationship or you know long term relationship and y'all just broke up and just going through that whole entire roller co- emotional roller coaster, and he he captured that perfectly and not in a whole in a whole you know uh, flowers and all and pretty, it's like and, not no. it's not in a begging you know it's not like shower you know begging in the street in the rain R and B. And it's also not, you know, fuck boy central. It's somewhere in the middle. And like the acknowledgement of the somewhere in the middle of the tumultuous, like not only, I mean, like it's, of course, like with this album, it is like the breakup and the whatever. But like there's some songs, like the one that really, or like caught me personally, this is more like a ouch, um, was the, I can't believe I called this woman, uh, I can't believe I called this woman, is it at home or whatever? At work. At work. And so I'm just, just to tease, I'm not going to give too much because y'all really do need to go fucking listen to this album. But like, he's like poeming, like he's like spitting in the middle of like talking, having this phone call. And I don't know, like things like this. I was really excited that AD shared this with me because this, this kind of like revitalizes my faith in music. Like we get on here and we talk a lot of fucking shit and we be like, oh. The industry is dead and we're, you know, whatever. But then we find these and then it's like, okay, it can't be dead if these people exist. I want to point out to what Jay Nolans uh, put out on Twitter the other day that I caught wind of. I'm going to try he, a tweet. I'm where he tweet. basically bigged up the R&B, the R&B artist, the alternative of saying, y'all found the code. Y'all kept it simple and just kept it simple just your musicianship is coming out and being appreciated more and more in this landscape and he wanted to salute and I and for and honestly I didn't even know about Dende until of course I'll put 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 it out I was like and a couple people on my timeline put it out and we're talking about it, so I was like okay let me let me check it out I didn't even, I totally forgot that he did a song with uh Deontay Hitchcock Wait, uh, say that again. I got sidetracked by a tweet because I was trying to find this tweet that you said was on Janela's page. Yeah. Um, you said that, that people posted about it, like L produced it and people posted about it. But what about the other Hitchcock? Uh Dende, that's where I've I remember the name because he did Oh, uh, he was he a featured on a project? Yeah, on that oh, okay. on, on Deontay on Deontay's uh, last EP, uh February 14th. EP cool. for, for, for for that single and I was like oh so when I heard I was like that's him and this is it this is a project I was like wow 
you could go in different you go different ways and it's like ah so I, it, like i said it's a, it was a nice refresh and that's the type of it's always like you said it's always good to find like artists that just yeah that just get like sometimes it's like i just want you to get it and like I'm going to speak like briefly about past Binac times. And then I'm going to, again, make a push to listen to the album. But like, so people will send me things. Well, past Binac times and like sometimes currently, because it doesn't happen very much very often. And this in and another place to not be critical, because even the founding pillars of Binac is to not like be a shithead about stuff or whatever. But like, there's a place where in talking about this music and I still have lots of love for of course like independent artists and artists doing their thing but like there's a point where you come to your music and like you get it like you're in your your lane like you're in your pocket and those are the projects that I like to hear they may not be perfect they may not be you know like put together and mixed you know to the t or whatever but you know when you're in your pocket and just PSA that's the type of shit that I want to hear and cover like if you're in your I'm putting out music making era and you're just dropping tracks just to drop tracks, I'm not as interested because I can tell that you're not like in your your I don't want to say you're not in your bag because that's not true. But like, give me the music that makes me feel something. Give me something that gives me connection. I am not the machine like I'm no longer the machine trying to do a write up about you in 10 minutes. This podcast, like, we're that's not what we're here for, FYI. Um, but if you're an artist and, like, you know, you're working on something or even if it's something that you don't, you know, it's not perfect or polished or whatever, but you're working on it, you're workshopping it and you still want people to hear, give give us that. We can we can do that. And let me let me just, to, you know, piggyback off of piggyback off of uh, to actually take it back to what we're talking about with Dende. He put a, out a, a six track EP called before we crash that served as a that serves as the prelude to civic 95 and what i like about it and i'm going the album the both album covers make the project even makes it make more sense because before we crash is him it's, it's him and uh and the lady on a on a on a, a Honda Civic ninety uh, ninety five, right? Everything is everything looks clean and and whatnot, right? But for Civic ninety five, when you look at it, it it's it's crashed. Him mm-hmm. bleeding, the him holding flowers, the car all messed up. Like thought went into it. That's where we're going. That's where it comes back. Is actual thought was put into a project besides what a damn algorithm is going to do we just I, I just i want it and again when i even said like things like if you're workshopping or whatever like obviously you know dende had to think about his his like how he would release that right like like you said thought was put into that but you can, there's just work and effort and a level of craftsman, craftsmanship that go into albums like these where we talk and we're just both excited. We both have nothing but good things to say and we're both really connected. And I only say that and I'm like brought up other artists is to, to point out that like, 
it we can tell when you're like on your press run and like just asking for a podcast placement or somewhere like and at at the time there used to be times where I did operate like that like I was basically you know or Binec was trying to be the indie you know hub and like do all that stuff but these days we don't operate like that anymore and so that's not to say that your music isn't any good or whatever but we're just not the hey can you talk about my project like what like can I connect to it can I like what you know what I mean like what what's in it and not necessarily what's in it for me but literally what's in the project like mm-hmm. it's, it's does it have like does it make me feel things that, can I get as, as excited about your project as I did about this one or as another one that I've talked does it is it velvet I was just listening to velvet the other day like is it and, and not coming. not to compare to an artist I'm not saying that it has to be that sonically but does it make me feel that yes no like those are the questions that uh, I like to ask just to make sure that we're on the same wavelength with artiste. So speaking of that, and I think we can end with this, your voice coming out. Which one? Frank. Is it? Frank Ocean's My boy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My he's, boy, yeah, your boy. Not my, I told you he's not my boy yet. We gotta like, give him another album. Well, he's coming out with another album in August. Since when? Did in he, August. Was that confirmed? Did he actually yeah. say that out his mouth? Yes. Because you know yeah. how he act. Nah, he's confirmed it. Oh, I didn't know. That that went over my head. I missed he that. He said, "Quote." Uh, let's see. He did say that he was that he was because he's doing it like as a coincides with like an his anniversary. Oh, okay. So he's gonna be so he's gonna be performing at Coachella as well. I saw that. I actually was confused or I heard about that or something. I was confused because I was like, he's just gonna be performing old music, but that makes more sense to me now. So of course, uh fans said that. They think that he's been uploading old music to Spotify under an alias. Why would he do that? Who the hell knows? (laughs) Uploading old music to Spotify under an alias. That don't make sense. You know, that's the mystery boy. So uh, the user Blindhead uploaded three Ocean fan favorites from his 2010 70 track compilation, the Lonnie Bro Collection. So, I don't know. So and and you know his his discography on Spotify is only oh but so much. But hmm. uh, but he said his cut. But from my thing is he's supposed to be coming out. He's supposed to be coming out in August. That's interesting. So, so yeah. So th- again, that's as of now. Of course, everything can can change. But that will excite. Uh, that will excite a lot of people. I just he not my boy yet. That's why I was like my boy. The weekend was already talking about wrapping up his Don FM era or whatever, and I was like, child. 
Okay. But something tells me this is going to be a trippy, a trippy album. Because he talked about being on hallucinogens. As long as he don't just release it exclusively on Apple Music again, I can get behind it. I listen to it this time. He's so he's been he says it because he said he's been in in the studio and been on hallucinogens and if the Frank what are they called I don't know what his stand base is called but if y'all like it I love it again as long as it's on some music streaming service that I can hear and I'll, I'll check it out so it may also be be going towards uh may coincide to um movie he's supposedly trying to be supposed to be you've lost me i have no interest anymore just especially because frank ocean is like secret boy no i believe it when i see it so he's supposed to be doing something he's supposed to be doing something but okay cool a thing i can get behind he's doing something he's working something something is coming out there's no you don't just go to coachella and perform unless especially since you haven't put out it's been seven years. Or yeah, something I mean, like they that. know something. Obviously, yeah, they know something. You know. So yeah, so he's coming back, just like our boy Jameson is dropping new music. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited, and I mean, I'm excited for the Frank fans. And again, I, I will be on the train, hopefully, to listen this time. And again, maybe he will become my boy. Maybe he won't. We don't know. So yeah. So as a, a live production uh, meeting, as we're having right now, I think we should bring Jay back up for, for that, for a review of that project. That'd be cool. That'd be nice. Hopefully it does drop in August, like uh, like he's saying. You know, again, Secret Boy. That's Secret Boy, so he may say August and it never comes out. But That's true. We're holding, it, we're holding him to it. August and Jason can come back to review it. And we'll all have a a time probably listening to an album that sounds like we're all on drugs. But I'm I'm down. I'm I'm fucking with the vision. So so once your once once your once your pseudo husband supposed to be uh dropping this HBO show. I don't know. And again, we're still beefing because of it. So I can't tell you I don't know any other things around it. Oh you're beefing because of it? Yeah, that show is bullshit and I don't even feel like talking about why it's bullshit, but it's bullshit. So why is it bullshit? I don't want to. It's already been a whole hour. I I could go on for. It's just know that it's bullshit, and I don't support it. So I don't know when he's dropping the show, but I don't care because I don't support it, and I won't be watching. Oh, see, we gotta. You know, this is in safe space. You know, you can talk about. They do something to hurt you. I mean, no, he's just dumb. I just, I, I'm not spending any more time to, I, I, I might f- try and find the article. There's an article about it, but it's messy and dumb and dumb. It's just dumb. Like, it's really stupid on his part, for sure. So, I, I don't, I can't support the show because it's dumb on his part. It's dumb. Why is it dumb on his part? The long and short of it is trigger warning it's something around like a sexual assault or something where he's portraying something or there's allegations surrounding him it's just messy a lot of it is messy and weird and whatever the real 
story behind it is the fact that it was uncovered behind this show means that he's probably dabbling with some things that he doesn't need to be messing with anyways like it's either the show like i said there's an article about it somewhere i'd have to find it either the show is portraying i thought it was just about 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 just rich people getting fucked just doing fucked up Yes, but there, again, there's some stuff around, like surrounding it that put more eyes on the show other than just rich people doing stupid shit. So, like so, I said, I'm not... I wasn't supporting it anyway because honestly, it just isn't my type of show. So that was originally the reason I wasn't supporting it. But then some other stuff came out about it. And like I said, it's murky and I wasn't interested anyways. And since there's extra stuff around it, I'm okay. not about to be no... I'm not about to be no... Uh, you know, internet journalist or detective and figure out what the fuck's going on. But I wasn't supporting that show, no way. So Okay. I think I found it from L magazine. I don't know. I really it's just too much. Okay. I see a couple I see a couple articles. So There's I'll do a bunch of nonsense surrounding it. But yeah, me supporting the show will not happen. Oh torture porn. Oh, okay. Just bad. Yeah, again, just bad all around. So no. Okay. No, thank you. Don't want it. All right. So I'll, I'll definitely take a look yeah, at this. Wrap but, that up uh, over yeah. there. Um, I remember I, like when one of the bigger articles came out, I remember seeing it. And I rolled my eyes and I said, okay, next. Like wasn't giving it the time of day. Um, he's also going back on tour. He's like doing more Don FM, I think in Latin America or something. So good for him there. Go tour. Stay away from that show or whatever you're doing. Well, he, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what that is. All right. Wrap us up. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically, there's no new noise because the new noise is go listen to this freaking Dende uh, 95 Civic album. Um, Yeah. Go do that. It's really good. The end. Um, And otherwise, we'll be back on our regular recording schedule, um, getting us back to normal and things getting into the swing of spring and all that jazz. So yeah, that is our episode for tonight. And this has been the By Night Podcast. We talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. See you in a few weeks. Bye.